about uh, getting back up the champion in you. Uh, you know, it's interesting because coming from my perspective with um, a lot of what I do in my time, which is, is coaching, you just hear these horrible stories. And, you know, it's really interesting. I, I, I love to study uh, people and their lives and their human experience and, you know, as I said, a lot of times I'm, I'm amazed that half, half humanity is not postal. Uh, but I know things are really intense and I know, uh, there's a lot, there's so much pain and, 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 um, you know, life is not for wimps, right? Life is not for wimps. And, you know, granted, there are people for sure, uh, that are brought up in better circumstances and, you know, have fewer kind of strikes against them. And, all that kind of thing. And, you know, we can talk about injustice and all the isms and, and, and things like that. But, you know, if you look across human history, okay, uh, and, and you really study it out, you really, uh, you really start to understand that the struggles in humanity, um, hit everybody. Now, you know, things vary. Obviously, if there's some circumstances that you're born into that are, you know, you're born into the sex trade industry or, you know, there's some things that are just horrific that are tiers above. And so I, I'm not trying to um, uh, make that less of a thing. It's totally a thing. But, you know, struggle and pain is part of the human experience. It just is. We are born in a fallen world. And, um, we are, our ways of being, I don't, I don't want to say we're fallen, uh, we're not, but our ways of being, our ways of relating to ourselves, our ways of seeing God, of getting our needs met, of feeling secure, of finding significance, of finding love, all these different things. Those ways are definitely fallen ways of being. And that, that's where sin comes into being, right? We violate love. Uh, for ourselves, for one another, as we struggle to get our needs met. And um, this is a, across the board, you know, tragedy visits people, uh, regardless of our most valiant, strident attempts to protect ourselves. And, you know, it doesn't care about class, race, sex, you name it, country, um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're left trying, we're left grappling with, um, all the fallout of that, right? And how do we navigate? How do we live our lives? And how do we have meaning in the midst of pain and loss? And, and you can assume that every single human being that you run into is struggling with pain that you don't know about. And you know what? You're struggling with pain that others don't know about. And that's just part of the human experience. So, you know, how do, how do we approach this? And, you know, this is where we start to ask the existential questions, right? We start to ask, is there a God? Uh, you know, is there meaning? All of that kind of thing. 
and um, understandable. And we need to grapple with these things. We really do. And where is God in the midst of that, 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 right? And so, um, and so with that, you know, God is not um, blind, uh, is not distant, is not uh, apathetic, uh, is, is compassionate in the midst of human pain and human struggle. God is love. And by definition, that means he cares. Okay. By definition, uh, that means he addresses. Uh, he is one with his kids and has stuff to say and stuff to uh, minister. And with that, part of connecting with him is connecting with the fact that um, he is present. He does care and he does answer. Uh, but a lot of times it's not looking like the narrative we would like, right? And in the midst of that, <clears throat> you know, it's the question of evil. Why is there evil in the world? If there's such a good God, why is there evil in the world? And I'm not trying to mock that question. It's a, it's, it's a grappling question. And, 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 and if I would assume, uh, to have all the answers with that, um, let me just rid you of that. <laughs> I don't. Okay. But there are, there are insights to help in the midst of these hard questions, right? And so evil happens. And uh, with that, you know, how, how do we uh, grapple? And number one, we have to realize that if God is present and God cares uh, and God addresses, what is God's agenda in the midst of it? You know, it's interesting. And, and regardless if of how you view Satan, uh, you know, evil, that kind of thing. I don't want to get into big theological thing. Evil happens. Okay. And so how do you have a good God in the midst of evil and fallenness? A lot of which honestly is humanity on humanity, right? I mean, let's just, just, let's just be clear before we sit there and start pointing fingers to God. Um, is that we've all been a party to evil. I mean, sin is sinful behavior. We have all partaken of, we've all done despicable things. And that's really true. And I think if we say that, well, I'm so much better than we're just, honestly, it's delusional. <laughs> so let, let's start from the standpoint that we've all done evil things. We've all thought evil things. We've all wished evil on people. You know, we've all gotten bitter and all the things we get. So starting from that place <laughs> where we do have these fallen ways of being and we do have these uh, fallen programs, we do have the, the selfishness, self-protection, uh, like I'm going to take care of me and I don't care if someone else gets screwed in the process, um, you know, turning a blind eye, being cold, whatever, we've all done it. Um, and, you know, we have a commandment to love and we botch it. <laughs> okay, we do. And this is not to condemn anybody. This is just to establish, wow, we have a level playing ground. Okay. Now, granted, you know, some of us haven't committed murder. Well, yeah, but some of us have committed murder in our hearts. God's standard of holiness and love is light years away from ours. And that's not to condemn us, but it's also to get us out of the delusion that we're so much better than everyone else. And we need to get past this. We need to operate in a place of humility because when you're humble, you can receive the corrections and the upgrades that God has for you rather than fighting him and justifying yourself or myself, right? And so um, 
So, you know, God is one who is there to redeem. Now, the title of this message, I, I've done a, a long sort of intro-ish thing, but I, I think it's important to get us on the same, uh, the same starting point. Uh, the title of this message is Getting Back Up the Champion in You. So, uh, we're talking about struggle. We're talking about, uh, overcoming, uh, struggle. And overcoming, honestly, the ways that we, um, we are not only destructive, but self-destructive, right? Uh, we get to be a party, not to get to be, we find ourselves a party. And sometimes we choose to be a party in ways that harm. And, you know, we need help. I'm saying all this to say the following, and that is we all need a savior. And I, I, I know it's interesting as I followed some people and kind of where they're heading, where their mind is, um, you know, kind of have this vibe of like, well, we just need to save ourselves. I, and there's truth in that. And I would say there's delusion in it. The truth of it is that we need to be a party uh, to um, uh, the processes where we're becoming better, where we're doing better. We need to be a party. We're not just wimpy little lumps, just, oh, you know, save me, help me. Um, we need to be a party, even if that's in our weakness, to choose uh, to look up toward a God when we can't help ourselves, okay? And that that's still being a party, right? It's turning our affections to one who can help us and crying out to the one who can help us in our weakness. Um, so, uh, you know, but the, um, the delusional part is that in and of ourselves, we can save ourselves. And I, I think that is a part of delusional humanity. That's the lie of humanism. And, you know, I, and I know a lot of the response with this kind of humanistic response is the fact that religion uh, you know, uh, presents a God that honestly you don't want to be a part of, right? So, and so it's all about how sinful we are and how bad we are and how all of this crap. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not there to condemn you, but I'm saying Houston, we have a problem. So we need to be able to balance the tension. Simply put, we need a savior. We do need a savior because we are jacked up. And, you know, you only need to look around um, at humanity, at history, where, you know, there have been all sorts of movements uh, to kind of help us save ourselves. Uh, there have been all sorts of religious movements that are jacked up. And so in that, you have to look, where is God in that? Uh, and where is humanity in that? You know, God values humanity. He values you so much that he's not going to be like a fairy godmother, wave his magic wand, and um, and poof, you know, things get perfect. This is grisly, gritty business, right? It's grisly, gritty business, and this is exactly where God meets us. And, you know, some, some people that are very close to me are, are really questioning their, um, you know, uh, their belief systems, where's God, uh, you know, does God look like Jesus? What's this Christian thing anyway? Am I that? Am I, you know, I'm spiritual, but what is that? And I'm saying, keep on looking, keep on looking, because at the bottom of your angst, at the bottom of your search 
is a God that underlies it is the everlasting arms of love at the bottom, at the pit of hell. And so with that, keep going, keep going. Now in the place where, um, you know, uh, uh, in, in your search and all of this, recognize something that God has wired within you a resiliency and a championship and a God-likeness. We are in the image and likeness of God. But we are little G-gods dependent on a big G-god. And, you know, God is bigger than us. And I think anytime we we start to go down the road, it's like we're just gods in and of ourselves. And, you know, we don't need a savior. I think it's a really slippery slope because ding to ding ding, look around, right? And and so we are a party because we are we are heirs. We are sons and daughters of God. We are in his image and likeness. We are as him in this world, but we are not him. And so as we remain in him and him and us, we bear much fruit, but apart from him, we can do nothing. We are still dependent upon a God. But in that intrinsically wired within you is the nature of who he is, the essence of who you are in the image and likeness of love himself. And so because of that, he's hardwired in you a nature originally innocent that is holy. Okay. But in the place where we don't know that we are confused and we operate in holy, just unholy, excuse me, destructive ways, jacked up ways, selfish ways, self-preserving ways, fear-based ways, um, you know, addictions, compulsions, trying to get our needs met in, in, at just, you know, uh, holy needs met in unjust ways and harming one another. This is the quandary of humanity. Yes, we need a savior, but we need to be a party in the salvation process. God um, God values us so much that, as I said, he's not going to be poof, right? So it is a struggle. And I let me just applaud everyone who is in a process of cooperating with that. That is not, you know, if you are getting counseling, if you are, um, uh, are, uh, uh, God has you doing something in, in, in cooperation with him, uh, to renew your mind so that you're operating more in line with love, operating in more integrity and wholeness, operating in more honesty, that we're truth tellers, that we're not acting like we have all our crap together, right? Or that we're covering up or that we're busy pointing fingers at other people so we don't have to look at ourselves. Uh, that we're, we're playing the I'm better than you game because I haven't, you know, been on a shooting spree. I, all of this stuff, this self-righteousness. And it's really interesting. I remember... Um, I remember, uh, you know, uh, different layers of, you know, well, you're, you're so religious and you're so self-righteous and probably true. <laughs> okay. But then you turn around and then, um, and then there's another self-righteousness that happens. I was, I, I grew up with so much self-righteousness in the humanistic environment, uh, that I grew up, that we're so much, we were so much better than all those Christian people because we weren't so religiously intolerant. Well, we were just being, it was just another level of self-righteousness and intolerance. And so all of this requires humility. But in that place, God has hardwired you 
as a champion. In other words, he's hardwired you with the ability to cooperate with what he is doing. So let me just say this. God is not always about the process of addressing the evil that has beset us. In other words, um, and I'm not saying he's doing nothing, but a lot of times he wants to empower us to be an answer to those things. And a lot of times we're a party to evil. Now, let's just face it. You didn't choose cancer. Okay. So that's something that's a healing process. Okay. And he's, and you're cooperating with that, whatever he's leading you to do, say, if you have that diagnosis, but I'm saying a lot of times in the evil that we do to one another. Okay. That's our party. That's a human on human crime. Okay. And we do this in small ways and big ways. We are a party to that. And so every place where we violated love and we have been given one commandment. Okay. We have been given the commandment to love as he loves. And that is a supernatural thing. We're not going to be able to do this in and of ourselves, but as we remain in him and him and us, we bear much fruit. So in that place where he's given you this commandment, so there are ways in which we're not loving ourselves. Uh, there are ways that we're acting self-protective. There are ways that we are refusing to forgive. There are ways that we are, oh my goodness, are we offended? And we're looking and we're standing on our high horse of offense and justifying our offense. And I'm not saying that evil's not evil. I'm not saying that bad's not bad. I'm just saying that it's our own heart space that we are responsible for, right? And how we respond. And when we refuse to forgive, when we uh, insist on keeping an offense, that's on us. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that's not a process because, you know, when you have been decimated by evil, okay, that's going to be a process. So be free in your process, but recognize God loves you so much that he is not going to let you off the hook in being conformed in the image and likeness of love and myself too. So, which means he's saying that way of being that I'm after. And it's really interesting. God's uh, priorities in how he deals with you and every single human being and me as, as an individual is really interesting because a lot of times, because God is relentless at conforming us into the image and likeness of, of love. Okay. Into the champion that's inside of us. That's a champion for love in that his priority is really different. A lot of times I think, well, you know what, for that person, I think you had to head off of that. That thing needs to go. And he's like, Oh, not we no, we'll go in here. And you know what? I, I have just learned to relax, to laugh at myself because I'm like, I, I don't know what to, I, you know, to have the humility to recognize, you know what? God is smarter than we are. He really is. And he's kinder than he's better than we are. Not intrinsically because I recognize we're in his image and likeness, but let's just face it. We're not operating in that. So in that where we're being upgraded, he loves us too much to leave us alone in fallen ways of being. Okay. So in that he knows the thing that needs to be confronted. And it's very easy to sit back in judgment with someone else and say, well, that thing needs to be, you know, they, God needs to be working on that and they need to be working on that. And that may not be, you know, if, if you've got a, God knows exactly how the jacked up systems that we have um, developed in our programs and our ways of being lies in our subconscious self-protective mechanisms, all these different things. He knows exactly 
how they were formed. And so if you have a quagmire, a rat's nest of mess in you, he knows exactly what little strand to pull out first and second and third. And you know what? We need to be humble enough and brave enough uh, and um, um, uh, uh, willing enough and resilient enough in our resiliency to follow his breadcrumbs. And let me just say, sometimes that process is brutal. You know, there is a champion inside of you, but if we're going to be conformed into the image of love, if love is a consuming fire that consumes everything that's not of love's kind, that consumption, that's not you, by the way, that's these fallen ways of being, right? And, um, and so, uh, sometimes that's brutal. I mean, there are places where God may take a wrecking ball to, uh, false, uh, uh, false identities, uh, maybe false selves that we project to other people and hide behind. Okay. Sometimes he'll take a wrecking ball ball. Sometimes, um, uh, it's, it's, it's just the, the pain of having to deal with pain. We don't want to deal with, right? We hide all the places where we hide all the places where we're naked and ashamed, all the places where we, uh, self-protect all these different things. Um, and I, I, I'm, you know, everything that's fear-based, that's not in line with love. And it is, a, I mean, let's, I, we're just a hot mess. It just is what it is. And, and we're in the process of being conformed in the image of love. And some of us have been doing this longer and yielding to this longer with fruit. Hallelujah. That we can maybe help, we can be maybe further along down the road and help other people uh, in wherever they are in their mess. But let's just face it. It's a level playing ground. Humanity's jacked up. We are, but we're gorgeous. So we have this dynamic where we're not operating in line with who we are. And God is in the image. Uh, so we're in the image of God in his image and likeness. And so he has called us to, um, in every place where we, we've been smacked down in every place where we've been, uh, molested in every place where we've been lied about in every place where we've been stabbed in the back in every place where, where, um, loved ones have been murdered in every place where all these things, where bad things have happened. Uh, he's called us with a resiliency to get back up, to get back up. You know, God is able to make all things work out for good, but in the process, it can be excruciating. And if you're in that, oh my goodness, grace, grace, right? This is why one of the reasons why we need one another. This is why we need community. We're not going to make it through uh, with us and Jesus. And we're definitely not going to make it through apart from Jesus. And we're not going to make it through apart from one another. So in the process where God is redeeming all things, he's conforming us into the image of love. Uh, and, 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 and you know what? We can do it. We can... Uh, yield to this process and get back up because we are intrinsically a champion. If God is a champion of humanity and a champion of creation, redeeming all things to himself, well, ding to ding ding, you and his image and likeness are a champion. He has created a resilience within humanity that is breathtaking. Now you can choose to cooperate with that. Or you can choose to sit there with your hands crossed and I'm not going to do it. Well, you know, I, it's a lot of times, and I've done both. Let me just help you. <laughs> uh, you know, 
And, 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 you know, God is, I love God because the, well, a lot of many reasons, but because the first attribute of God who is love is patience. And in the place where I've sat down in my little self-righteous pointing my, you know, shaking my fist at God and being like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, cooperate. Well, you know what? He is, um, he really is relentless and love is relentless at wooing us because after point, after I've had my temper tantrum, for how many years? And after I've shook my fist at God and acted like I was better than he was, and all of these delusional ways of being and really immature tantrum things all just point to me. Uh, and there's maybe one or two other people out there. Uh, but in all those ways, after the, that is done, at some point, you just got to get up and put your big girl, big boy panties on and and cooperate with the process. Because you know what? There's no getting past the process. And let me just help you. The fastest way, the process that God is doing in your life is through lean into the things that God is leaning, even if it's painful. You, the pain is temporary. You will have the pain of, of, um, uh, of changing or the pain of staying the same. And I guarantee you the pain of staying, staying the same is a lot more painful than the pain of change. And so sometimes, and, and granted, sometimes it takes a while to be ready to change. That's why love is patient, right? But as we're ready to like deal with our stuff, because ultimately most of the pain that we have in our lives is on the inside. I, so I get it. Stuff happens. Unspeakable stuff happens. I, yes. Okay. But with that, what you do have control over is the process that's going inside of you. So if there's grief that you need to um, express and, 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 and let God help you through, absolutely. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your struggle is. I don't know where your trauma is. I don't know what your tragedy is, but I do know God is in the midst. And I do know every place in response to all that stuff, God is, is, is able to use it to redeem things. He is able to make beauty for ashes. He is the Lord of the impossible. But the way he does that probably is not in line with the scripts that we would write. And, you know, um, and at some point we've got to recognize that God is, is better and smarter and more capable than we are and settle down and yield to the process. He has made you a champion to be able to get back up from whatever uh, the issues are. Uh, and he's made you strong. He's made you resilient. Uh, you know, I'm sure you already have stories where this happened and it was devastating and you got back up. You know, and a lot of times, honestly, you get back up, not because you feel like it, not because you're inspired, not because... Um, you know, uh, you know how to walk it out and you know what the answers are, but honestly, because you have no other options, right? So either I get back up or I wallow. Well, you know, I mean, after a while, maybe wallow for a long time, but guess what? You're miserable and you're wallowing. So you might as well get back up and, and, and in the pain of having to get back up and cooperate with what God is doing and maybe forgive people and forgive things. Uh, by the grace of God, with the grace of God, release those things and trust him, uh, confront your, confront, confront your fears, confront your selfishness, allow the Lord to heal your heart, 
all of these different things. Allow him to heal trauma, all of these different things, because those things God is after and how, what he's doing. And, and that's a completely individual journey, but I guarantee you he's doing something. And it's, it's just the fastest way is through. And then you get on the other side and there's your joy. Then you get on the other side and there's your redemption. Then you get on the other side and you're like, I have no idea how I survived that, but like, wow, I'm here. I'm breathing. And I actually like people. (laughs) I actually can love. I actually have this capacity to love because you're made in the image and likeness of love. And this, so you are supernatural in that, but walking out your humanity in, in, uh, in, in, uh, at the same time while being, uh, of, of a divine essence, walking that out, uh, is a unique thing to you, but it is something. And God has made you a champion to overcome the smack, the places that you have been smacked down. He's made you resilient. He's made you powerful, right? You know, if love never fails and you're in the image and likeness of love, uh, that means ultimately you never fail, but you will recognize that apart from him, I can do nothing, right? You will recognize that it is by the grace of God. That's not a, um, that's not a put down to you. That's not saying that, um, you didn't do anything. Oh my goodness. You were valiant. You were brave. You were willing. That's amazing. And God celebrates that. So it's not saying you're a worm. It's because you are so amazing, beautiful, powerful, that God does it to begin with. It's not because you're a dirty sinner. Ding to ding ding. It's because you are holy and he's redeeming everything that's not looking like that. Every false way of being, every false identity, every false way of, of responding that honestly makes us a party to sin in ourselves and in other people. He is after that because you are too gorgeous and holy to leave alone. And so uh, God has a way of doing that. And so you can cooperate. You are a champion. You are able. And in your union with Christ, in, in, in that place where you're one with him, you have the resources to get back up and be the champion that you are. And he will walk you out step by step. You know, you're only responsible for the next step and the next step. And a lot of times, all it requires is a willingness. And sometimes in the place where there's excruciating pain, pain, it just requires you to be willing to be willing or to be willing to be willing to be willing. God will take whatever you got in cooperating with him to help you do what you can't do apart from him, but you're not apart from him. And then you're able to walk it out. And it's amazing how the fruit comes out. And it is breathtaking. You are breathtaking and you're a champion. Well, I hope this has been encouraging for you today. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Share this with someone who needs this. We have a lot of people that are hurting and and you could be a, a source of light and encouragement to them. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.